0: Hello. Welcome to the Cinema Draft Podcast. I am your host, the creator and founder of Cinema Draft, along with your co-host, Peter Vogt. Say hello to the people, Peter. Hello, hello. Yes, we get Peter's avatar this week because some people didn't want to be caught on camera with your boy. It's all right. I've got broad shoulders. I can take it. Now, actually, I think Peter's like hiding out serial killer style or something. What's, what's going on over there, Peter? Why can't we see you?
1: Listen, man, I got dark lighting going on, and this is a this is an audio podcast. Anyway, we both uh, we're not it's not exactly uh, you know Ryan Gosling from the Notebook, and
0: uh, uh, damn straight, uh, yes, listen. And I left my more mor- I mean, yeah. left my Morris Chestnut uh, goggles at home, so yeah. All right, so that's all right. We'll just jump into it, anyways. Uh, we got a lot we want to share with you today. Uh, basically, if you're new to the podcast, which should be everyone. Uh, Cinema Draft is a new daily fantasy movie site. Uh, Think of like DraftKings Meet the Movies. So instead of drafting athletes from teams, you're drafting actors from movies and how they perform at the North American box office. You earn points to compete against others for cash and prizes. Uh, It's free to play and we'll be going to beta testing very soon, which is partially why you may be watching this. And our motto is you get to play the stars and you be your own star. And we'll go into some more of that later on the podcast. So today's podcast, we so basically we're going to do a basically with each podcast we're going to do a draft. And today's podcast, we are drafting our five favorite biopics, like like biography movies, movies about real life people, real life events, what's happened. Uh, the rules are it's basically a two man snake draft. I go, then he goes, and he goes, then I go. Then no, actually, I, actually, not snake drafts. The next you you'll pick twice, huh, Peter? No, it's basically just alternating me, then him, him, then me. It actually, depends on the flip of a coin. And I actually have an innovative solution at the end of the podcast on how we may bypass the coin flip in the future. So, since you got to uh, pick first last time, Peter, those being very hospitable and charitable, I'm picking. I'm calling no. in the air. All right. Oh, sh- <laughs> you know, hey, I mean, you better be lucky than good, right? All right, so yeah, so in honor of Sully, we're doing five favorite biopics this week. I'm going to call this in the air to see who gets to draft first, because I think I know which one is going to come off the board quickly if I don't get to it first. So here we go. Heads. Shoot. I dropped it. Hold on. And it is tails again. The floor is yours, Peter.
1: Sorry, I uh, I I lost you for a second there. Connection went went out. Um, but we're, oh yeah, are no, no, I
0: I flipped it in the air. I called heads. Came up tails. So you get to go first.
1: Okay, cool. So um, this is not my number one favorite biopic, but I'm gonna do this because I felt like last week I felt like we wanted to get into the game strategy a little bit, and then we kind of yeah. didn't because we were just we were so far apart. So what I'm gonna do oh, is I'm gonna take the floor out from you right out of the bat, no, and I'm gonna say no, this no. is.
0: No, I can see it.
1: This is for this is for sure in my top five. This is one of the best biopics of all time, not my favorite, but
0: number one, Malcolm X. No, I did. No, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to shout in your ear, listeners, but no, no, that's why I wanted to win, because that was gonna be my first pick off the board. Well done, Peter. Well done. Malcolm X. Alright, I'm just gonna have to sit there and take it. So give us your rationale, why Malcolm X and why did you pick it first, besides the fact that you knew I'd pick it.
1: Uh, it might be short. It might be shorter if I told you what, what, why not to choose Malcolm X. But um, listen, it's as simple. It's as it's as simple for me as uh, if you want a biopic, and we want to talk about what a biopic is—the story of a man's life—and especially, you know, it, it, a biopic's got to be a true story about you know someone who's historically uh, impactful and. Polarizing, or you know, lived a very interesting life. I mean, it doesn't get uh, much better than Malcolm X, and then Denzel Washington. This was this was the Denzel. I mean, in my eyes, anyway, this is this was what got Denzel fully on the map. Um, movie is long as fuck, at like three hours and twenty minutes or whatever it is, but it's worth every damn second. And fun, it's a journey. Well, not so. <laughs> it 's a journey yeah, but that 's the thing is every good biopic should be a journey, and kind of mm. irre- like semi relevant fact uh, not so fun fact the tiny town that i 'm from in Massachusetts, Norfolk, Massachusetts Malcolm X actually did a brief stint there uh, in the prison uh, Cedar Junction uh in I think it was like nineteen seventy two uh or 1962 i think i can't remember when but uh yeah so you know it, it, probably one of the best biopics of all time uh spike lee um masterclass in biography uh, biographical filmmaking uh, just just awesome
0: yeah it's it's an amazing film uh, it's undisputed so so we're we're fans of a podcast called denzel washington is the greatest actor of all time period and personally he is he's been long time my favorite actor ever since you know way back in high school but it's movies like malcolm x that really really i mean it's nice was like put him on the max he's already a bit of a star at that point but it's really what what it's it's his definitive role and so when people come on that podcast. On uh, the Denzel podcast, I mean, and they and they give their top five. I mean, it's it's almost like you know, like a write-in, like you know, you all right, pencil in Malcolm X number one because it's such a great performance, and it and it's 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 one that holds up. It's a fun movie at, at points. It's got it all, you know, drama, you know, uh, comedy, everything. The the zoot suits when they're walking across the street, I love that scene. I mean, yeah, well done, Peter. Once again, you know, take get a hand. That's. And as far as the strategy goes, he knows me so well. That would have easily been first off my board. And oh, man, that, that, that's that's shattering, Peter. I'm trying to think of, of uh, which one I should take first. And I th- I'm i going to take this one not because I think it's per se the most ac- – well, it, it's not even really seen as much as a biopic per se, but when I did some internet sleuthing this afternoon, it seems to show up on everyone's biopic list. So I'm just going to take it off the board because if I don't, I know Peter will, and I'm talking about – Goodfellas.
1: That's a good one. That's a good one. I got to tell yeah. you, I got to be honest, not on, my, not on my list. Not on right, my list. Because,
0: because you don't think of it as a biopic, but technically Henry Hill was a real person, but it's such an iconic gangster movie that we think of it as like a gangster flick. And it almost goes without saying, I mean, anyone who's seen any amount of movies has seen Goodfellas. I mean, it's got... You know all your major cat characters and casts. Got De Niro, Liotta. You know really coming into his own. Got Lorraine Bracco holding it down as, as the, the the mob wife, the mall on the you know uh, on the, his main girl and everything. I mean, it's 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 just a classic. It's a classic line, Joe Pesci. You know. Oh, you think I'm funny? You think I'm funny? <laughs> so it's pretty much got yeah, it yeah. all. Are, are you a good fellow? Uh, fan I... of Peter?
1: No, 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 huge Goodfellas fan. But that's the thing is, like, I hate to be the stickler for rules because you know me, like, in, in in real life I'm not. But, like, um, I just feel like my set of rules for this anyway is at least, like, for the most part, it has to be a comprehensive biography of somebody's life. Um, and so – but if we kind of steer away from that a little bit, like, Goodfellas is more of, like, one period of time – there's a lot of movies that would make my list that didn't like The Social Network or Casino. Uh, you know no, that I feel are, like those were
0: technically biopics. Those are those are those are on board. If you if you want to pick either one of those, I mean, feel free to. I mean, it's I mean it, it is it is a bit of a slippery slope when it comes to uh, biopics, like because I mean some some feel more you know true or, or reenacted than others. Like say like a Flight 93. I guess I mean I guess. I don't. Know. I mean, I, I guess it's more like a an, an event-based thing. But um, but Goodfellas follows Henry Hill from like as a kid to like you know when he goes into to hiding and witness protection. So it's really about one man's life. It's just so it's such a fabulous, you know, fantastical tale almost that it almost seems like too good to be true, and almost like it was something other than one man's life, but it kind of was.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I, I, hear you. And like I said, I'm not trying to stick all over the rules. Like, I definitely, that's a good pick. That's it's right, Titanic. It's not on my list so. <laughs> Sorry,
0: you yeah, know I'm going to yeah, wield exactly. that legend at some point. <laughs> Last week, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. In, Peter chose Titanic as a romantic comedy, and I'll never stop giving shit about it. So go ahead, Peter.
1: <laughs> Le- Listen, context context is king there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it leading, my pick's leading up to that. but and, and, Yeah, that was a stupid pick. But like I said, I'm not, I'm not stickling the rules. Goodfellas is a good pick, great movie. I mean, Joe Pesci and De Niro, always great. So, I mean, no, no arguments at all. Um, okay, well,
0: now that we have an expanded universe, so what, what would be your next pick? What, what comes off the board next for you?
1: All right, number one, and this one is, I think, not even in your atmosphere of stuff that you like, but this is my favorite biopic of all time. uh, The Basketball Diaries. Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg.
0: You're you're right. It wasn't in in my my wheelhouse. So that was a biopic? Because I I don't think I knew that.
1: Yeah, the the entire movie is about – it's a true story. Um, And Leonardo DiCaprio stars as Jim Carroll. Totally true story. He was a Manhattan – uh, kid and start out, he was, he's playing basketball. He's a standout basketball star in like a, you know junior high, and then he like gets real bad into heroin, and all of his buddies that are in his his group on the basketball team, his close friends, all get into heroin, and it's all one big downward spiral. And then he, uh, you know, grows, grows up and kind of gets into the beatnik scene a little bit. Um, At one point in the movie, there is a punk song by the guy, Jim Carroll, who the movie's about. Uh, He wrote the song in real life. uh, And um, so he kind of shows his sort of struggle and then getting out of it and growing up into sort of an artsy kind of adult that's got his life together. Whereas his friends, it didn't turn out so well.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, and I remember seeing it very vaguely. I watched it. I mean, I've, I've watched a lot of movies in my lifetime, but I watched a lot of movies when I was in uh, acting school for that one year. And that was the time I watched it, And I, I don't recall too clearly. But anything with Leo, for the most part, is fine by me, as long as he's not eating a bison heart on screen. That was disgusting. I'm sorry. The, we we're talking about, of course, yeah,
1: <laughs> fuck that shit.
0: Was that fuck that shit? The uh, what's the name of that movie? It just came out too. The where the, the revenant. The Revenant, yeah, thank you. That shit was crazy. Okay, all right, so so my third pick, uh, and actually you just gave me a good idea, and I'm inspired by you. I'm doing some last-second research, but um, I'm, I'm inspired by your pick, and I'm going to take someone away f- uh, from your hometown, similarly, and it's going to be a- another, you know, the same guy, Mark Wahlberg. I'm doing The Fighter. That's based on a real person. Good pick, good pick. Yeah, Mick- Mickey Ward, you know, Struggling Fighter Mickey Ward. was an awesome movie. David O. Russell, you know, actually, I think beginning his insane run of just of you know almost non-misses, um, David O. Russell got in there and 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 did his thing. Mar- uh, you know, Mark Wahlberg is built for it boston guy had that scrappiness had and actually honestly the best part to me was his family because those women were fierce they would be in the porch just just talk shit just, just bury you with a look and i love the whole family aspect about it and the whole subculture of boxing and, it, and once again like i mentioned last week anytime you can bring me into a world where i feel you know like i haven't been there before you know which basically you know uh, you know boston uh, like you know kind of hot coa box in boston i mean i'm i'm for that what do you think peter
1: no, no, amazing pick. Uh, uh, Wahlberg, O. Russell, the story's great. I spent a lot of time in um, Lowell, Massachusetts, where the movie's set. It's right outside Boston. It's north, like, north-northwest of it. And um, it's, it's a big city, and it's very a uh, blue-collar city. And uh, it's, that movie is, outside of just a story... It's a very authentic portrayal of blue collar uh, Boston life, and it's some. That's something that I didn't grow up in in blue collar Boston in the city, but I have family who did. Like I know that I know that life pretty well. And watching it on screen, it's like, yeah, they nailed that shit. Especially what you were talking about, like with the women and, and everything, like uh, fierce as fuck for sure. Yeah, just
0: just dragging chicks off the porch by their hair. I mean, I was like, wow, okay, that's you know, she fierce. Hashtag she fierce.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the – Lowell is – that is a very, very authentic portrayal of Lowell and uh, great story, uh, great acting. Uh, I mean, who doesn't love a good boxing flick, man? Creed, Rocky, uh, you know, Bloodsport, uh, if you want to
0: go <laughs> that route. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, you had me at Creed. Okay, so what's your, th- what's your third pick, Peter? What, what you got?
1: Uh, again, I could see this one being something that you would take. I don't think so, but I know you'd appreciate this movie. This is an all-time fave for sure. Also, Boston represent. Uh, blow.
0: Hello, I think we Peter, are you there? I think we lost you for a second. Did it,
1: did it cut out? Did it cut out? It,
0: it, it, it did cut out. We were, we were all prime. So go ahead once again. Oh, blow. Oh, <laughs> Did you hear that there we go! Yeah, yeah I heard you that. Got you. Gotcha. You're good. You're live. Go we ahead.
1: Delay on the on the mic. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um.
1: So again, again, movie is just absolute fire. Um. Also, you see from his humble beginnings, he's uh, you know uh, a young kid, and he's grown up in a struggling family. Um. And then he he learns how to how to hustle real early. Um. You know, and then grows up, and you see him turn into a blossoming marijuana dealer in california and then turns into cocaine kingpin uh but it also shows but it's not just the story of how he became a drug lord it also shows like the more intimate um details of his life like getting married getting divorced his his relationship with his child ties in really tight to the story especially Mm -hmm. at the end when he's a sad old man in prison so um i've seen that movie a billion times it's just so good
0: yeah, and, and people really seem to to appreciate the movie, and I can't quite say, like, you know, miss me with that movie, per se, like, like, like like there's some movies, I think, like Scarface, which I think just do not hold up, just totally overblown, and for whatever reason, they've weaseled their way into the pop culture zeitgeist, and these people just, just love them almost irrationally, whereas a movie like Blow, it's like, at the time, I just thought, I, right. and then I rewatched it, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty good, but never quite, you know, kind of, Grabbed or held me like 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 it like it has you in its thrall, <laughs> but I can appreciate the pick though. It's 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 it, it definitely is a life. It definitely uh, at least when I was a kid, one of my earliest exposures to the complexity of you know drug trafficking. I just finished uh, this weekend watching uh, a season two, and I am I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just I'm still on fire about that. So that's. Great. That's a great show, check it out if you haven't, Netflix. Um, so yeah, so I, I can appreciate that, you know, once again it takes you a bit into a world that you haven't been before, but you know, at the time it just didn't quite grab me. But I like like I the pick for you though. It's, it's very, very much in your wheelhouse. Very much in your wheelhouse, so. Thanks, man. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm down, I mean, now now we're getting to the nitty gritty cause, so we've you've got three, this is my third one. Uh, It's getting tougher, man. But I I think I'll just take this one off the board because it 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 feels obvious. But kind of like with you to blow, um, you might you might miss this one. And I'm just gonna go with Ray, and that's the one with Jamie Foxx and Ray Charles. (sighs) Just I mean (sighs) to be just just, picture it. Think 2004, LA struggling young, you know, black author, you know, screenwriter or whatever, working the fringes of the Hollywood, writing my movie reviews and what have you, getting the, the odd invite here and there to screenings. And I remember going to see this at a, at a screening and 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 it was and it was it was one of these little screening rooms in like Beverly Hills, or whatever, and these little you know nondescript little you know office buildings, or whatever. They had like a screening room, like you know full you know deal, or whatever that they invite critics to and stuff. Almost like I was legit. And and I think it was about maybe three weeks before it came out, or whatever. I remember stumbling out of that mug like like I'd seen the future. It was amazing. I went you know weeks later when it came out, bought a ticket. I mean I I owned the the DVD. I mean I. That is an amazing performance that I haven't seen much recently. Um, you know, but I really wish that I would that, that I could watch it rewatch it again because it really does. It's a really powerful uh, portrayal of a man's life. You know, Ray Charles, the the blind uh, uh, singer musician, and Jamie Foxx just nails it. He just absolutely nails it. the whole that that one scene where he's like, "Lay out to me my my money in ones." I never thought. I mean, just little things like that, little details that they nail like that. And and Jamie Foxx ha- really does, ha- and I I believe he won an Emmy for that. I'm mean, no, sorry, an Oscar for that. He really does have the potential to be like an outstanding actor once, when given or or once cho- he, once he's chosen the right material. It, it's just such a great performance. I love it, Ray. Oh, okay. And looks like we're gonna pause it right here while uh, we have Peter to get, jump back on the line. Uh, yeah. Well, while we're waiting on Peter, let me just give you some details on Cinema Draft, the actual game. Uh, basically, it's it's basically fantasy sports meets the movies, and like I mentioned before, you're drafting you know actors from movies that are in current release. You have a hundred thousand dollars in your budget in order to choose from you know the, the actors that are on on our twenty film le- uh, movie list, um, and you have to and they're. Evaluated differently so, for example, you know you're going to pay more for for Will Smith in Suicide Squad than say Jay Rodriguez in Suicide Squad. Um, You're also going to uh, because he's a headliner will Smith, you can uh, go ahead and and get 40% more points for for his for uh, his his points when the game actually runs. So so basically there is some strategy involved. You definitely want to get as many headliners as you want into your call sheet, as well as uh, pick movies you think will do well to the North American box office. Uh, and once again, later on the podcast, we'll go over my picks for this week that we call the shot list on who I think will perform and who I think you should avoid. All right, I think we got Peter back. Are you back, Peter?
1: I'm back, man. We got to figure out a better way to do this podcast.
0: <laughs> 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 so, so, what what happened? Something with the internet ha- uh, cut out?
1: Yeah, the internet cut out. But I caught all of what you were saying about you know seeing Ray in two thousand four and all that. So I got pretty much all, okay. all of it.
0: Okay, excellent. Um, all right, then 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 uh, uh, if you have any comment on it, go ahead. But otherwise, it is your pick next.
1: Now, great pick, uh, great Jamie Foxx pick. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that movie <laughs> was redeem- redeeming for him in a lot of ways. Um, in some people's eyes. Uh, I think he had done a, kind of some cornball flicks in the 90s and kind of had that image a little bit. And uh,
0: What, Booty calls uh, a classic? What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so next one, <laughs> next one on my list um, is, is walk, oh. <laughs> walk the Line.
0: Walk the Line. All right, I, I can see that. I enjoyed that flick. So, so give us your, your, your Johnny Cash tale.
1: Man, talk about like – and I think kind of this – Denzel had this with Malcolm X bit too. Um, Talk about really channeling that historical figure. My God. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix and um, Reese Witherspoon both just nailed their – I mean, it's like looking into – you know the actual live uh, life of the person and it just made the experience that much more enjoyable and i love 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 the fact that they went so far to do uh covers of the johnny cash songs and uh yeah and and and, and made a soundtrack out of joaquin phoenix and reese witherspoon doing the songs just like they they were written uh and i still jam that shit on spotify sometimes so
0: yeah reese got skills you she, know she got some pipes yeah great great
1: great story really well executed love the music love the uh, love everything about that movie
0: all right solid pick solid pick uh, we are getting down to the nitty gritty is getting tougher and tougher for me to to narrow these down I've got five movies battling for one slot uh uh, you know what? All right. I'm all right. Even though even though this doesn't exactly fall inside your oh, you know what? No. All right. All right. So I'm we're gonna we're gonna do a quick piece after on the movies that almost made the cut. But I'm going to but if we're gonna adhere strictly to to uh to Peter's uh biopic rules, <laughs> I'm gonna do I'm I'm gonna do uh uh talk to me. And that is Don Cheadle. Very, Little alone indie, and this is another one of the one, one of my um, uh, movie critic screening specials where I saw it in a screening and I just came out of there just like on fire, just ready to tell the world about it. So, so basically, it's about uh, one of the first uh, ever. Shock jock DJs at a, wa- a guy in Washington DC named Ralph Waldo Petey Green, and he was an ex-con <laughs> and and you know a dude from the streets, whatever. This, this is Don Cheadle's character; he totally inhabits you know the, the role, whatever. And he gets hooked up with this manager who, a uh, young Chua Telegiafor, you know, twelve years a slave dude, but uh, uh, the guy I knew at the time from uh, Dirty Pretty Things, which was fantastic, uh, and. He, I mean, it's just like, it's just an electric, electric role where you don't know where it's going to go, like for real. And, and actually, I, I uh, dragged up one of my old reviews and just trying to you know, remember more of how I felt about the movie at the time. And it's just, I mean, it's just so simulating about how about how Don Cheadle is just, I mean, he's at, I'm not even sure if it's like peak cheadle but it's just like his swagger is, is just so, so strong, so black, so shirts, sure, so much hustler and whatever that you'd follow him anywhere. I mean, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely my pick, uh, is, is, is going to be a talk to me starring, uh, Don Cheadle and, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. G- oh, oh, and, and let me, let me, let me not forget. I'm sorry, my sisters almost forgot. Taraji P. Henson. Oh my God. She is, I mean, you want to talk about ride or die. She is just, I mean, she, her and the chemistry between, between her and Cheadle is so electric. I mean, I, I think, I, I think I wrote that that, uh, uh, that there's, they're so like crazy in love with each other through hell and high water that they straddle the line between coonery and comedy with their outsized passion for each other, but it's so believable because it's held down by these two really likable actors. I mean, and anyone else, you'd think, okay, this is crazy, but between these guys, it totally works. Find it on Netflix or DVD or whatever called Talk to Me starring Don Cheadle. Got anything over for that? Very good. <laughs> That's I, really digging the crates, Peter. <laughs>
1: well well, we've we, we officially have our first uh, instance of Eduardo saying coonery on the
0: podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> more to come, y'all. Trust me. There's a lot out there. More to come. More more to 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 I figured it all. would be
1: um yeah, I've never seen it, so I don't have any kinds other than the fact that I just really love Don Cheadle, uh, oceans, the oceans trilogy, the remakes. Uh, my favorite, some of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, gosh, he's just so good in that Hotel Rwanda. I mean, so good. Love Don Cheadle. So really? I'll I actually,
0: how did I yeah. not make my list? Hotel Rwanda. Ru- oh man. All right. Yeah. Good. Good point. Well. Well played. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I might go rent that shit tonight. <laughs> so uh, you sold me. You sold me.
0: <laughs> you know I, actually yeah just a brief one about hotel rwanda that that joint is really good but it also really makes me sad so i was gonna keep that moving um oh actually well no actually it's your turn peter give us your last pick what do you got
1: last one i think you're gonna notice a theme with me here now uh in general i think i might do leonardo do DiCap- leonardo dicaprio every week oh you gotta represent uh, for your hometown <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no no! Well, he's, Leonardo he's DiCaprio is not from
0: Boston. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not from Boston. He's from Southern California. My bad. So, Leo, go ahead. Give me your. Give me your Leo.
1: Catch me if you can.
0: Oh, well done. Well done. We we gonna we gonna hit the red shirt on that one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I man. Great
1: to movie. Um. One of the one of the favorite thing one of the things I love the most about um, movies based on uh, true stories is when they include a person from the true story in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And actually, uh, the real life Frank Abagnale, who Abagnale, who Leonardo DiCaprio plays, is uh, the police officer in France who arrests him, which I love. Um, God, what a, I don't know. I will say, I'll cop to the fact that I don't know how much that story is 100% accurate and what's, you know, made, played up for the movies. But sure. man, what a fascinating sure. story, you know? Like, he just was able to con everybody into thinking he was anything. And you know what's funny, too, is how good of a time capsule movie that is. I remember watching it with my grandmother, and uh, they had all those scenes with him as a Pan Am pilot, and he's walking down the street in New York City, and everybody's kind of looking at him like he's a rock star. And I was like, was it really like this back then? Like when, like, <laughs> air, like airplane pilots were like rock stars. And she was like, oh yeah, definitely Pan Am, Pan Am pilot in like the fifties. Forget about it. You know? Um, crushing, and like, so, crushing
0: like the the 27 Yankees.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And oh, God, just littered with Yankees references. Uh, gross in that movie. Um, and, uh, but uh yeah. Uh, I love that movie so much. And all like the main, so Tom Hanks, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Christopher Walken masterclass performances. God, Christopher Walken is so good in that movie as his dad. And he like, he knows his son's full of shit, uh, but he, you know, he'll never, he'll never come out and say it. And um, you know, he uh, and, and Tom Hanks, all three of those characters are really um, have a lot of dynamic to him. Like Tom Hanks, is like relentlessly pursuing Leonardo DiCaprio uh, as the FBI agent. Um, but at the same time, there's all that whole side to him where it's like, you know, he feels bad for him and he almost wouldn't, he almost doesn't want to do it because he feels bad. Like uh, when he finally finds out what his deal is and everything, he's like, man, this is just a sad, lonely little man who just happens to be really good at <laughs> ripping, ripping people off um, with money. Um, and yeah, so God, great movie uh, for sure.
0: Yeah, no, we we like that. That is, that deserves a little bit of fanfare. We like that. Um, and I agree with pretty much everything you said. Catch if You Can is a classic. And I own that, too. I used to own a lot, I mean, a lot of... Um, Uh, of DVDs and VHSs until I finally embraced my inner cloud back in, I think, 2008, because I just moved too much to keep carrying all these damn uh, CDs and uh, CDs, DVDs, and tapes, and it's strictly digital ever since. And I'm pretty sure some of you guys who are under the age of 30 probably even know what uh, VHS is, but it's all good. We'll keep moving. (laughs) Um, And so I'm going to give an inordinate amount of build-up to my final, to the final pick, in our five favorite biopics uh, segment are you ready for it shattered glass wow left field you yeah now have you have you even heard of the movie peter i'd be impressed if you even heard of the movie
1: i have heard of the movie um it's uh, but you haven't seen Chloe's, it though, because
0: if you'd no, seen no, it, no, it it'd be on your list
1: I haven't seen it. It's got. I know it's uh, Chloe Sevigny was who I remembered right off the bat. Um, oh wow! And right. uh, I just pulled it up now on the computer, and I'm looking at it, and I definitely have not seen this movie. You know, but, she might uh, be
0: in that. She might be one of the, the reporters in, in the in the room. So so basically, it's it's about um, it, now. This is this is truly like like a bio. Well, I would say it's it's mm, okay. You know what? It is. I guess it is a little bit more event based, but we do follow this guy throughout his life over this period of time. Basically, it's about Jason. Uh, no, oops, sorry. Ooh, almost gave the other guy. All right. It's actually about stephen glass he was a reporter at the at the new republic at the time uh which for a while was like a really hot shot um uh, a magazine uh, a news news magazine and uh and basically he, he they they follow how he was slowly but surely uncovered for just a slew of plagiarized stories and and basically uh his mindset behind it was that was that he just i mean he wasn't a very good journalist but he kept getting by because he was likable enough, and and he had a real kind of um, deferential quality to himself, and he's you know, and he's a bit of a, a charmer and a flatterer, or whatever, and he's kind of you know coasted by off of you know a bunch of you know mealy mouthed oh I'm sorrys or oh you're not gonna be mad at me are you when he's just straight out like just you know ripping off other people's stories and claiming them as, as his own. And this movie kind of goes over, shows his, I think I, I once again brought up my review from the time because it was another screening room classic where I stumbled out like, this is freaking amazing. I can't wait to tell everybody to see it and like five people saw it. <laughs> but uh, basically he, I mean, uh, basically I, I, I remember writing about how how he just is, is so like, he, he's, just, he's just so, he's uh, just uh, so, likable to an extent to people that it, it allows them to get away with with, with your bad things i think it kind of speaks to a quality inside people how we we innately want to give people the benefit of the doubt like we want to believe people and he kind of plays upon that just to you know do crap work until it, it as i wrote it's like watching a train wreck in matrix bullet time motion because he's just, just lies slowly, slowly begin to unravel. And you get to see who this person really is. And at the end of it, you really don't know who this guy is because he's been lying to so many people, including himself. You have no idea who he is. So I would say, I mean, not saying it's very much, it is peak Hayden Christensen because there's not much of peak to speak of. But it was a great, great uh-huh. performance that was totally overlooked. Great direction by first time director and longtime writer at the time, Billy Ray. Uh, who's gone to write some other really good stuff, and I highly recommend it. Shattered Glass.
1: That's cool, man. I've never seen it. You went full art school film snobbery on me just now, but I will Dig say it that crate, was
0: uh, digging in the crates,
1: son. Digging in the crates. You, you, do, you for sure dug in the crate and uh, picked a safe spot to do it at number five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, I was. I will say this. It just so happens, is, incidentally, that followed uh, Catch Me If You Can perfectly. I mean, sounds kind of right along those – a little maybe darker. I think Catch Me If You Can is kind of playful, but
0: – And I think there were – so Catch Me If You Can was like, what, 2002, 2003? Because Glass" is 2003, yeah. so it seems like same, same yeah. genre, same area. So, that yeah, okay. Well, that's, that's a great uh, way to wrap up that segment. We're going to uh, slide you into the shot list, uh, which is basically, you know – all the actors you'll you'll need to win and pick the winning call sheet on CinemaDraft. We are o- holding uh, semi-open testing, we still have a lot of bugs, so feel free to check us out at cinemadraft.co if you see this this weekend. And you get to play for free and uh, see how you test your box office smarts against those of everyone else. So, the first part of the shot list is what I call the A-list. These are actors you will want on your call sheet. These are based off of cinema draft values you'll be able to find on the site in the talent pool when you create a call sheet. And first out the gate, I would say is, of course, Tom Hanks in Sully, which inspired this podcast today, uh, he is a little pricey. Um, Sully is uh, is, is a new movie. it's, it's uh, got a lot of marketing out. It time it, you know dovetails in with 9/11, the anniversary of 9/11. So there's probably going to be a lot of uh, New York um, you know rah uh, rah going on around that movie because Sully is being portrayed as a real American hero. And at fifteen thousand five hundred, mm, I mean it's it's almost a fifth of your of your budget, but well worth the investment. Uh, also, he's a headliner, so don't forget you'll be getting forty percent bonus points on top of that. Uh, if you want a little bit of savings, maybe you might swap out Aaron Eckhart instead because he's in at fourteen thousand six hundred. But you definitely want you a headliner from Sully in there, as I predict it'll get at least twenty to twenty-five million this weekend. Uh, also, for the shot for the A-list, you want Morris. Chestnut on When the bow Breaks. Now, I mean, this is a kind of intriguing movie. I'm not very much like a thriller guy per se, um, but this one seems kind of like a psycho-sexual thriller. You know, um, it's from Screen Gems. I mean, I don't have it up in front of me, but I bet my bottom dollar Will Packer's behind it. (laughs) so will packer pumps out the hits for uh communities of color uh and it's gonna fly under the radar of some uh, most people will probably be lightly owned this weekend so you might be able to to make up some ground by getting morris chestnut as a headliner or regina hall for only a hundred dollars less i believe um at for with when the bow breaks at ninety uh co-starring which is your second best values now, this one took me by surprise, I, and, and Peter, I think I even, like, e- uh, I am you like, oh my God, did you, did you see this? And I'm talking about the platform release, it was only on 362 screens last weekend, we're expecting less than 500, so it'll still be in that platform release category for you, but no, Manches Frida. Have you ever heard of that movie or anyone in it, Peter? No, I assume it's about uh, Frida Kahlo, right? You, I, you know I honestly don't know and I couldn't tell you and honestly I don't care it was a bargain when it came in last weekend and I totally missed it we all whiffed on it but it uh, looks like uh, you get a second stab at uh, at you know listing for your your platform release as par- as part of uh, constructing your call i am not sure if I mentioned this before you need to have at least one actor from all three release types wide release movie 2000 screens screens are up limited release movie which is between 501 and ni- 1999 screens and then a uh, platform which is the smallest level which is anywhere from zero to f- to 500 screens you have w- at least one actor from each category 10 actors total keeping it under budget 100,000. i know it's a lot to keep track of but if you're needing a platform release movie this weekend I would definitely draft any one of the the actors, um, and I am not familiar with any of their work. Uh, I grab grab two headliners. You probably you know you might be able to afford them. Uh, Omar Shaparo uh, would. Would be uh, my pick uh they're all priced the same in that movie because sadly i'm not aware of any of these these actors but yeah they came out the box with 3.7 million last weekend now at our special uh, cinema draft scoring where you get one point for every hundred thousand in the platform release category they scored 37 points last weekend so even if they got half of that 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 is actually decent value even at an advanced 9,500, which I'm pretty sure is going to dominate its release category this weekend. Also co-starring, I would uh, choose Kate Beckinsale in The Disappointment Room. I don't know much about this, but it does seem to be on that thriller kind of horror side. And Peter, as our resident uh, horror expert, have you heard anything about this movie, The Disappointment Room?
1: I actually haven't my all eyes for me have kind of been on Don't Breathe, which I still unfortunately haven't been able to go see yet. Um mm-hmm. I know uh kind of the kind of the overview of the movie. It seems like it's a little bit more like uh uh like the what's it like not not the purge. What's that movie with uh where they break in um Oh the uh, visitors Paranormal- or something like that I can't no no, 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 no! That movie where they're in the middle of nowhere—not um, Luke Wilson in vacancy. Oh, like- I know what
0: you're talking about. Like, we're all, they're all in like a cabin and they get freaked out slowly, you know, one by one, or something. I, I didn't see it, but I remember seeing uh, uh, marketing for it. Is that the one you're talking about? Like the cabin ca- cabin in the woods?
1: No, not Cabin in the Woods, but it's this is this is like you know this is kind of your. It seems to me like your rural thriller, sort of like we're alone in this house in the middle of nowhere and shit starts going down and who knows what it is. Is someone fucking with us? Is it a ghost? I don't. I don't know. That's that's (laughs) my that's my synopsis.
0: No, well that's cool. I mean that's far more information I have, but I'm just going off of generally how horror films seem to perform, and especially this time of year. It seems as we get closer and closer to Halloween, horror films. I mean, besides you know. Pandering to our ooh, you know scary sensibilities of, of the tradition of Halloween, it just seems like in the fall uh, horror movies tend to do well as a genre, and especially the first uh, first one or two weeks. So I would definitely grab uh, Kate Beckinsale as a headliner, 6,800 for from the disappointments room at her to your call sheet. Now the last part of the the shot list is what I call the cutting room floor. So basically, it's skip these losers drop these zeros, get with the previous heroes. And I'd basically say any actor from Morgan, God, what a flop. That came out <laughs> with only about 2 million, 2.1 million or whatever, over an extended Labor Day weekend. So uh, as for a widescreen release, it's just a dog that fleas. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot call sheet. Uh, <laughs> and also, sadly, a movie I've got far more affection of, which is uh, which is one I saw and reviewed. And, I, and we do do movie reviews. Um... At, uh, under, the, under the, the, the the plume de gnome, uh, the real deal, over at uh, Medium. Basically, you go to medium.com slash atcinemadraft. That's where we house all our movie reviews. Uh, I saw and reviewed Equity, great film about uh, women on Wall Street, uh, it's just really, uh, really good performance by Mrs. Walter White, Skyler, who everyone loves to hate from the TV show Breaking Bad, but uh, totally inhabiting a, in a different person, um, a really good movie. Uh, I, I would encourage everyone to go see it, but sadly, everyone can go see it. It's not going to save it this weekend from uh, ending up on the cutting room floor. It's a platform release. If I were you, skip it. Just grab you some Frida and keep it moving. Um, any? Do you have any, any films that you see here in the in the town pool you think should end up in the cutting room floor, Peter?
1: No, I think you, I think you pretty much covered uh, the, the right ones. I think it's, that all sounds kind of in line with, um, you know, this is going to be a monster weekend for uh, Sully that, that movie's going to crush, I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah it'll, it'll be, it'll be hard to stack
0: too. I mean, because everyone's so expensive, everyone's like 14000 or up, so you'll probably be able to reasonably get like three, four tops of Sully, and then you have to kind of figure out the rest of your, your call sheet from there. But that's that strategy I'm kind of looking at, getting, getting, yeah, getting some Sully like, and spreading out the wealth.
1: If this is half as good as uh, flight
0: <laughs> with Denzel,
1: then uh, we're good.
0: Yeah, yeah. thankfully he didn't, he didn't fly the plane upside down, although he did do water landing. Just as difficult, I'm sure. Uh, and so that's pretty much it for for the shot list. Uh, I would, in beginning our wrap up, I want to introduce a segment I'm going to call the weekly wager. Now, to keep the spark alive between Peter and I as we compete on our uh, fledgling site, Cinema Draft, which is daily fantasy movies. I'm actually introducing a weekly wager where we're gonna where based on how we perform in the the in the main game, which we're calling the Feature Presentation. It's the weekend-long tournament that starts from Thursday night, six, uh, theater counts lock at 6 PM, so you know exactly you know what release type everyone will be in. And then the game actually starts at 10 PM, from 10 PM Thursday all the way till the, the final uh, posting of the results at 3 PM on Monday. That's what we call the Feature Presentation. I'm wagering that whoever finishes higher in the Feature Presentation gets to start off first, in next week's uh, cinema draft podcast, what do you think about that, Peter?
1: Uh, it sounds good to me. Um, <clears throat> I, I, what? It's probably better than a <laughs> coin flip. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. and, and actually, and based on how how badly I've done the testing so far, you stand a good shot. But also, I like how you introduced some strategy today. So, I think I think on the game theory side, you might be all right with this. So let's let's see how this all pans out. Your knowledge of of horror thriller movies versus my general love of the big-budget movie, let's see which one wins out.
1: Let's, let, I, I, let's go. Let's do it.
0: Um, All right, sounds good. And so also, just wrapping up, where can you find Cinema Draft? Well, you can start at our landing page, cinemadraft.co, C-O. Uh, sign up for an invite to the free beta. Also, we are on Twitter, at Play Cinema Draft. We are on Facebook, Cinema Draft. Instagram, at cinemadraft, medium, slash, at cinemadraft. And Pinterest, wait for it, cinemadraft. All right, listen to our podcast appearance also in Mostly Sports at mostlysportzone.com. And also you can check out, um, once again, uh, get a free invite to the beta and play with us um, starting tomorrow night. Results posted 3 p.m. Pacific time on Monday. Game starts 10 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday. Thanks for everything. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you got some good picks for your weekend, and we will see you next week. And I need an effect, damn it. There we go. All right. All right.